podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And how are you, Natalie? I am good. And you know what? What? I'm feeling thankful yeah, for our friends right. and mothers. Yes, thank you, friends and mothers. It's giving season. <laughs> and it's giving season. It's giving season. It's giving Tuesday. <laughs> um, um, yeah, when this episode comes out, it will be giving, giving Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, uh, it's giving anyway. Um, so yeah, it's the it's the week before, or it's the week of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving as yeah. we record. So yeah. hopefully, all of our friends and mothers are celebrating or not yeah. in the best way they can. Yeah, hopefully you have uh, a group of people you uh, feel comfortable sharing time and food with, or just yourself have a feast. Okay. Yeah. For yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Friends and mothers, what's your go-to? Thanksgiving fave dish. Like dish? Okay. Here's my question. Have you ever eaten at a restaurant on Thanksgiving? Yes. Many, many times. Oh, many times. Okay. I only did once. Um, And I'll tell you where, because my family, we have a very small family. We used to kind of escape and go to San Diego every year, and we would often eat at the Jolly Roger in uh, Seaport Village. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'd go to Mexico the next day, usually. Um, so only once I eaten in a restaurant and didn't even have, like, didn't even do Thanksgiving food. It was like, I couldn't make it home for Thanksgiving one year. I was here in L.A. And um, another friend who also couldn't make it home, our, uh, our friend Mary, mm-hmm. um, her birthday fell on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it will this year, actually. I just looked it up. Um, and uh, I took her out for Thai food. Oh, that's <laughs> so fine. we went and had Thai yeah. food in like an empty Thai restaurant on yeah. Thanksgiving. I love a non traditional yeah. holiday like that. Yeah. So it's, that's the, yeah. So, uh, yeah, fave Thanksgiving dish, but also have you ever. Or tradition. Dish or tradition. <laughs> Give us one of the two. Yeah. Or tradition. <laughs> Sorry. And then have you ever. Had Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant. Yeah. That was the first time I ever had a pumpkin pie. I always thought it was gross, and then I had it at the Jolly Roger, and I said... Why did you think it was gross? I don't know. I just didn't think... I was a little kid, so I was like, that sounds weird. Yeah, no, it sounded weird to me, too. And also, like, I didn't... I knew pumpkins from carving them and, you know, pulling out the innards, and they're gross and stringy and slimy, so I was like, why would you want that in a pie? I didn't realize that you... There's a, a luscious... Custardy. Yeah, no, I would not have. Filling. I was such a picky eater. So any, anything like texture wise or color wise that didn't look appealing to me, I didn't like. But I think I ate pumpkin pie because it was always served with whipped cream on it. Oh, yeah. And I, I knew I liked whipped cream and I was like, okay, how bad could the pie be? And then I liked pumpkin pie. Um, but uh, yeah, I've. Uh, I was such a picky eater as a kid. And then. Um, as you well know, Natalie, I am a creature of habit. Hmm. So <laughs> there were some things I, you know, this about me that like, there were some things that I was a picky as a, as a kid. And then I just like got used to doing it a certain way. So as a result, I was 26 years old before I ever tasted cream cheese. Yes. It was because cream cheese, when I was a kid, it seemed gross to me. And I understand why it, like it does look gross. Um, and then, so I just got so used to buttering bagels that that's just what I did. I just buttered bagels. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, um, yeah, um, I was working a 
temp job at a movie studio and they had free bagels on Fridays. And I was like, and I think you and I were had just started dating and I knew you liked cream cheese on your bagel. And I was like, eh, now they might be on something. And I had cream cheese for the first time at, at my at my job. Um, it's very weird that I I've I just also, got so set in my ways. I've also seen you like put cream cheese on a bagel, and I, I was just shocked at how little <laughs> you put on the bagel because I do like a thick yeah, but I layer. I like bread, and I want to taste the bread. I want to feel the bread. If it's I want like equal parts cheese and bagel, cream yeah. cheese and bagel. Um, I know, but if I get like a bagel and lox from a bagel place, it does come with a big thick layer of cream cheese I on it. Hearty, and I, not, I hearty schmear. Yeah. Um, hashtag. No, I was going to say like what proportion of bagel to schmear is the preferred yeah. ratio. Yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag schmear you go. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good one though. How do you take a bagel? Cause that's another one that I, um, even after I stopped being what I would consider a picky eater, um, Locks was a an acquired taste for me because it's very strong. Mm-hmm. The smoked salmon thing, it's mm-hmm. very strong. Very, like, fishy taste? Yeah, but it's the smoke taste yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first time I had locks, I was like, I don't think this is for me. Same with um, capers, which are um, usually on, on that. I didn't like capers, much like uh, Larry David mm-hmm. um, doesn't like capers. I don't know if in real life he does, but Kirby Enthusiasm Larry David doesn't like capers. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, now, so now I'm like a very traditional, like if I have a bagel, you know, I want lox, cream cheese, onion, capers. Mm-hmm. Just like a go-to. I want uh, a toasted everything. I want a, a nice schmear. Or layer, not even a schmear. Like I want like a good schmear. Yeah. And then I want a big tomato slice. Oh yeah. Tomato. And then That's I good. want That's tons good. of salt and pepper. Okay. Um, this is so much fun. We haven't even started the episode yet. Uh but this is not a podcast in which we talk bagel preferences. Could be. Um I'm sure there's a podcast out there about that. Yeah. Um uh, and uh, but no, instead this is a podcast about <laughs> the television program's friends and how I met your mother. We watch an episode of each every week and uh, recap, you know, compare, contrast, discuss, have all those other fun segments. That's what we're doing. We're currently on season six, episode eight of both shows. Season six, episode eight of Friends is called the one with Ross's teeth, and season six, episode eight of How I Met Your Mother is called Natural History. But we're going to put a pin in natural history, and we're going to start on the one with Ross's teeth. So, uh, this this episode gets annoying immediately, because um, mm-hmm. Chandler comes over to Joey's and is uh, complaining that Janine, a.k.a. L. McPherson, mm-hmm. is making the place too girly. Yeah. Um, this is stupid. It's stupid. And it, it doesn't stop here. No, this is, becomes like... Yeah. The through line of the episode. And I'm like, immediately I'm like, I mean, I guess there's a, there's a germ of like, Chandler is stressed out about this because he is missing, already missing his bachelor life. Yes. Because he and Monica are, because of he and Monica's relationship. Yeah. And and him living with Monica and stuff. So if that were 
what the episode was about, that would be an interesting episode. But the fact that Joey's or Chandler's paranoia about girliness is immediately just adopted by Joey as well. And like, no one is saying there's no one to say like Chandler, you're being ridiculous, which he is a, he is being ridiculous and B I feel like, well, now that you're, you're a, you're a woman. Um, I feel like for Joey's sex life, the way the apartment was before is a hindrance. It didn't stop him. Well, he's Joey, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, you got a nice place to bring somebody back to. Like, that's that's a plus. Yeah. This Janine thing, you might not be sleeping with Janine. Like, you clearly want to. But, like, it's still working for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, in theory. Janine also has bad taste. but um, Or the... The production sign team yeah. had bad taste yeah. for Janine. So, uh, yeah, no props. To, no, I mean, I think it, it was funny because it lent itself to some funny jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, for aesthetic. Yeah. So, um, uh, did you, it, like, notice any similarities between you and Chandler? Me or and Chandler? you and Joey? Anything in particular? Yeah. Like a specific thing? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean. So, I have a theory. What? About men and mildew. <laughs> I did not leave my towel on the floor. Your towels, your towels were always wet. They were always mildewy. They were never like hung up properly, and I like could smell it and feel it. There was never like if if I went to dry my hands on a towel, it would be smelly and wet. All right. Well, um, I think that might have something to do with. That apartment and where it was that I didn't get enough sun, yeah. um, to to dry out the towels. But yeah. I mean, you're right. I you are right that I definitely <laughs> wash my towels way more way more often now yeah. than I used to. Yeah, like it was a problem. For I would me. say like you and I have separate. Well, basically, you have a bath towel that is yours that you use. Yeah. Um, and then I have a couple. Um, and I I try to wash those twice a week. Yeah. Whereas I bet, yeah, when I was in my 20s as a bachelor, I was like lucky if those got into the washing machine once a month. Yeah. And it's very funny to me (laughs) now, like that I was like so gentle and I never said anything, but I was like, oh my God, I should bring my own towels. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you, you shouldn't have said anything early on that would have like, um, not been friendly, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, you, once you, you. You uh, laid in wait, and once uh, you were attacked. <laughs> comfortable enough, yeah. You t- and I, I took the, I took the note. Yeah. Yeah, and now I wash my towels twice a week. Okay. Um, <clears throat> at the perk, Phoebe needs to use the copier at Rachel's work. Phoebe apparently doesn't know that Rachel got a new job a year ago. Yeah. She doesn't remember Rachel smoking or anything like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, I didn't initially mark this down because I didn't realize it was going to be important, but uh, Monica mentions that one of her employees, Hillary, um, broke up with her boyfriend recently, and Ross has a thing for Hillary, I guess. Um, There's also a 
joking here that all of their bosses hate them and Joey being <laughs> Joey's the smart one of the yeah. crew. So maybe because you're hanging out right here at eleven thirty on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um that's funny. It yeah. was very funny because also like they were all wearing their like casual clothes, right? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't like Yeah, what time do they go into work? Yeah. This isn't I mean, now like And it's not like they met for lunch. Like Yeah, this it's eleven thirty yeah. Um They're all bad at their jobs. I was like now like post pando. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do tend on the days cause I go in the office three days a week, but on those days I do tend to like work from home in the morning and wait for rush hour. You know this, I'm telling the listeners, wait for after rush hour. And then I go in. I'm lucky that I have a job that allows me that yeah. flexibility, but I'm not like <laughs> sitting around at a coffee shop. I'm still working. I'm just working from home. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, where was I? Uh, Phoebe goes to um, Rachel's job, which is at Ralph Lauren, and she goes to use coffee, coffee machine, and then she tells Rachel that she, in the copy room, made out with Ralph Lauren. Um, by the way, I saw the twist coming a million miles away for, for this. Um, at his Joey and Janine's, Joey confronts Janine about the stuff and kind of flips out a little bit about um, all the flower stuff and it's all very annoying. I don't like it. Um, I'm just going to fly through this episode because we wasted so much time talking about bagels. <laughs> um, uh, Rich's boss is back. It's Joanna Gleason. Um, again, of course, as Kim and Rachel says, somebody made up with, out with Ralph Lauren in the copy room yesterday, uh, just to get on Kim's good side, mm -hmm. just to have some, some, some dirt. Um, Ross, uh, so Monica got Ross a date with Hillary and in preparation for the date, he whitened his teeth, but he kind of Over, overdid it yeah. and they're like incredibly white. Yeah. Um, they're also clearly fake teeth. You can tell from the way David Schwimmer is talking that yeah. he's, that's like they're fake teeth. Um, and then Phoebe reveals that, well, she still thinks she made out with Ralph Lauren. Yeah. But it turns out it was Kenny, the copy guy. Yeah. Which I don't even know what that rule where what that role is. What's the copy guy? Like, he fixes the copy? Copier? No, he probably, there's probably like a copy room and he manages it. Okay. Um, I imagine, okay. you know, it's like a big company. So some people are just like, can you bring me 30 copies? Okay. Seems like a easy job. But it's like mailroom, you know, like you accept mail, you sign for it, you divvy it up. It's, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um mailroom by the way, I know it's like a um mailroom is like almost like synonymous with like entry level. Yeah, I but, worked in a mailroom. But um I've never worked in a mailroom, but I can tell from just how often I interact with the mailroom at work that it's like it's not an easy job. Like, but I think that's like kind of the nature of a lot of businesses is the like further are you down further down you are on the pay scale, the, the harder your job yeah. is. Yeah, um, yeah, because I I have a lot of respect for those mailroom guys because like or they, gals because well I, at my at my job is yeah. two guys. <laughs> um, I had to go to the post office every day, and then it took me like four hours just to do like the divvy up the mail for the day. And that's not including like do the stamps and do the mail meter and measure everything yeah. and open everything and distribute, like just going to the post office every day and all of yeah. that. Like it was, yeah, I had fun. I mean, in my work, there's 
packages coming in and going out yeah. all the time, yeah. every day, and they have to like stay on top of everything, make sure it all gets done, make sure some of it's sensitive material. They have to like. I also had to order like. They also know supplies. everybody in the building, which is crazy. Yeah. I've worked in the same building for twelve years, and I know like twelve people. Yeah. <laughs> but the mailroom guys know everyone. Um, anyway, blah blah blah. So. Um, Monica's trying to help Ross make his teeth look less awful. Uh, the only thing she can come up with is to wear makeup to lighten, to make his face match. Um, uh, Chandler is sick of helping. What is he helping Monica do? Stuff like hose with potpourri? Making little like potpourri satchels. Yeah. It's weird that there's like, po- there's apartments in both, or there's potpourri in both apartments. Yeah. Because... Joey thinks they're weird chips. Yeah. But then he loves them. Yeah. He loves the, the scent of the, the scent of, of, of potpourri. Yeah. They do kind of look like veggie chips. <laughs> they look like those like apple, like dry, dehydrated apple chips. Oh, yeah, 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 chips. yeah. Um, so Joey goes over to Chandler's and it's uh, um, it's even worse. Now Joey uh, is knitting. He's... Uh, God forbid. Uh, he and Janine are sitting on the floor, um, crisscross applesauce, and knitting... Uh, Potholders? Is that what it was? They're like little tea... Right, uh, right. Whatever. Um, tea towels? Yeah. No. Tea uh, so then Chandler goes to Ross's to hang out with a dude and walks in on Ross putting on makeup. And he's I, like, what is this world coming to? I know. Where are all the men? Is he, yeah. he's, It's very stupid. Very stupid. Um, so then... So, oh, Rachel tries to tell Kim, like, I was wrong. No one made up with Ralph Lauren, but... Kim thinks that Rachel made out with Ralph Lauren enough. She's trying to like cover up her tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, Ralph Lauren gets in the elevator. <laughs> um, the real Ralph Lauren uh, gets in the elevator, uh, and then Kim thinks there's sexual tension in the air. Yeah, um, you can cut it with a knife. Yeah, uh, and then we get to Ross's date, and it's not just Hillary, it's one Missy Pyle, yeah. whom I love. Yeah. I love Missy Pyle. I love yeah. her and everything. She's a favorite. Yeah. Um, and so Ross is like trying to get through the date without showing his teeth. Uh, there's some kind of funny stuff there. Uh, Joey is helping Monica arrange flowers, and Chandler gets mad at him. Ugh. Um, Phoebe uh, is giving... <laughs> Phoebe's giving Rachel advice on how to deal with Kim thinking she... Made out with Ralph Lauren. Meanwhile, we learned that Phoebe is like sleeping with Kenny, the coffee guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like saying what you could do. You could do this. She's like, well, you could you could sleep with uh, Kenny, the coffee guy. And Rachel's like, that wouldn't help me. And Phoebe's like, oh, yeah, it would. <laughs> She's not the only one who thinks that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Back at the date, Ross is still hiding his face behind bread or whatever while he when he talks. And the the date is at Hillary's apartment. Yeah. Which is weird for a first date, I guess. Yeah, like she wanted to cook for him, I guess. I feel that feels so old fashioned now. Yeah. Um, because now I feel like You would never invite someone into your home. I mean, even though like it's your boss's brother, you like yeah. can be like still. There's no escape. You need like an escape. I mean a lot I, I know like even in the aughts, when when you and I first started dating, like the old fashioned idea of like, oh, I'll pick you up for your date. Even that wasn't even done. It's like, no, we'll meet at the place because yeah. like this is a first date. I don't want you to know where I live. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the idea of just having someone over to your apartment for a first date. Yeah. 
uh, seems strange. Anyway, um, they move, but but somehow Ross, by speaking very little, I think Ross should learn something for this. By speaking yes. very little, he charms the pants off of Missy Pyle, and she yeah. wants to move things onto the couch. Yeah. And she shuts off the lights, but it turns out she has a black light. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross's teeth glow. I wonder what, like... I wonder how they did that. They, yeah. If that's, they put glow in the dark paint or is there like an actual like electrical be. thing in his mouth or yeah. like, uh, it's very fun. Um, then, in, uh, in the elevator, uh, at work, Rachel tells Kim makes up that Ralph dumped her. And again, Kim doesn't believe her, but then Ralph gets on the elevator again and Kim again senses things that aren't there and it's like oh he gave you a such a look Gold like, shoulder uh, yeah um so uh she apologizes and then yeah we learn that kim has also slept with kenny the copy guy um and then we get a tag at the end where joey tells janine to put up away put away all the girly stuff but then like he wants some of it in his room yeah and we miss it's all, like, all very stupid a few seconds at the end. Oh yeah, I did cut off at the end. Yeah. Maybe I don't. I don't know if it would have rescued the episode, no. but yeah. Uh, any other stray observations, or should we move on to funniest moments? Um. Yeah, let's move on to funniest moments. Um. Okay. The funniest part, even though I don't like the idea, but Joey's tirade at Janine about all the like girly yeah. stuff in the apartment. Yeah. yeah. Um. He says, <laughs> "Pictures of cute babies we don't know." Yeah. Pictures of babies we don't know I had. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in that same conversation, there's like a dumb like painting of a watering can. And he like, because after she's like, and Gettys, like yeah. super famous photographer. And Joey says, um, I'm sure it's a famous watering can. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, yeah, going back to the towel thing as we were talking about, he says, I come into the bathroom. My towel's not on the floor where it goes. It's on some hook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, did he not even know there were hooks in there before? Yeah. yeah. Did Janine have to install hooks? She might have had to install hooks. So both he and Chandler then probably just left their mildewy towels yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Um, this should be a step up for... Joey should, like, sh- like shut up and enjoy the ride. Like, yeah. you got someone making your apartment all nice? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm sure it smells nice. It's the it's number... Clean. I mean, it's like... Um, she washes his towels. Yeah, it's got to I mean, I mean, like, uh, I hate to be, like, gender, go along gender lines, but it is, like, I thought that I took good care of my place. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, but, yeah, living with you was, like, oh, this is, this is like, living in a girl's apartment. Like, do you ever, when you were, when you were, like, in college, like, early 20s or whatever, and everyone lived in, like, shitholes even if they had decent places they don't no one did anything with them there was just like mismatched furniture and like blank walls whatever um but every once in a while you'd like have a friend who like lived like a normal person and it felt like going over to like an older like relative's house i don't know i think our house in san francisco was probably kind of like that because oh. we like we bought antiques and we had plants. And oh, wow, we, you had plants, yeah. We went like to thrift stores. Of course, everything was cheap, and Did some you... of our furniture was found off. You know, but it all yeah. worked well together. Did you have? Here was the big like signifier for me. Um, did you have like decorative pillows that didn't come with the furniture? Did you buy extra pillows for like couches and beds? 
Because I, I distinctly remember being like 24, 25. No, not even. I was probably 23. Um, and went over to like a friend's friend's house because we were going to watch. I can't remember what we were going to watch. Like, it might have been an Oscar party or something. We were going to watch something. And this guy, gay guy, sorry to be like stereotypical, but this gay guy, it looked like a real grown up's apartment. And yeah, he had all kinds of pillows. Um, yeah, I think. I think I did it in my bedroom. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's the... Uh, oh, no, okay. We're oh, you, on Funniest. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I had one more. Or I had two more. Okay. When um, Phoebe sees um, Russ's teeth and is caught off guard and she screams, <laughs> No! Demon! Demon! Yeah. Um, yeah, I was confused because I couldn't understand what she was saying. I thought she was saying David. <laughs> that's my name. Uh... <laughs> When Rachel tells Phoebe that she did not make out with Ralph Lauren, she made out with Kenny the copy guy, um, and Phoebe says, why would he tell me his name? he was Ralph Lauren? And Rachel says, to get you to make out with him. And Phoebe goes, aw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, uh, I like free spirit Phoebe. Yeah. Like this. yeah. When uh, Ross and Rachel are talking about um, Hillary and Ross is like wanting Monica to set him up with her, um, I like Rachel saying, like, oh, are you setting up Ross with someone? Does she have a wedding dress? <laughs> um, making fun of yourself there, Rach. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, you played yourself. Um, my last laugh was just, not just the fact that there is a blacklight, but that she has blacklight posters that are, like, yeah. a lava lamp in, like, a hippie van. Yeah. She has like a it's normal, so like not her vibe. It has up like until a, a normal looking apartment yeah. on one side, and then the other side, it's yeah. Yeah, I I had a friend. Uh, I had a friend. I had multiple friends in college who turned um, the closet in their dorm room into like an area you could smoke weed. Obviously, uh huh. Um, you know, because they'd have like the fan of like the little filters and yeah. on the on the toilet paper roll or whatever yeah. but yeah that's that's what that little nook in yeah. her apartment reminded me of yeah. little uh hot box closet or whatever uh anything else on funniest moments Mm-mm. okay let's move on to make it fashion i didn't have a ton but um in the first couple scenes um monica's wearing a i guess it's a red hoodie but it's like almost like form fitting it's not like you think of a hoodie hoodie as being like baggy but it's mm-hmm. like a it was like a tight sweatshirt with pockets and a hood it had yeah pockets and a hood and the little like tassel whatever you call them to adjust the hood thing i thought it was a cool item um missy pile uh hillary had leather pants okay. with flowers on them <laughs> they're very like phoebe pants yeah she's an odd she's an odd duck yeah uh what's under the umbrella um, okay, so a lot of, like, heteronormativity bullshit. I mean, it's like... Uh, this is it, a dude pad. Yeah, it... You say, like, I think feel like calling it heteronormativity or calling it, like, gay panic is, like, beating on the bush. It's, like, it's pretty much just, like, misogynistic, I think. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, the worst thing a man could possibly be... Yeah. ...is womanly. Yeah. That, I hate that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, yes. Also under the umbrella, um, like a lesbian joke. 
Yeah. Two satchels away from becoming a lesbian couple. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, Also, Joey, like, eating everything. So, like, I imagine he tried to eat the poopery chips. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We get a Chandler saying, oh, my God. It wasn't about the knitting, I think, something like that. Uh, Or maybe Ross's makeup. Ross is putting on makeup, yeah. Um, Do you have any under the umbrella? Um, No, just that we have Joanna Gleason's back, Elmo Fearson's back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chandler at one one time says, like, no thanks, Josephine. Like, that's like a big, like, ugh. Um, uh, Let's give some props to the props department. We like the black light. Yeah. Um, uh, All of the, like, Decor was really funny, like the the Ann Gettys and the yeah. the watering can. I thought that was very funny. Um, also, uh, Mazel to the Magna. It went from a camel to a unicorn. Oh, I didn't see the camel. I saw the unicorn with like two hearts. Yeah, I'm mean, not that it had two hearts. Like so, yeah. And I think there were that two was, hearts on the picture. Yeah, um, that was like part of the theme of like yeah. a camel Janine... is like masculine. I guess I don't. I guess well, like Joe Camel. I guess okay. I don't know. Joey's kind of like Joe Camel. Yeah. Um, yeah, but do you think Janine drew the unicorn? Yes. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. Should we take a quick break? Yeah. Okay, we're back from our quick break, and we're ready to dive in to How I Met Your Mother, Season 6, Episode 8, Natural History. Natalie, take it away. Okay, so we start with Ted talking about um, an op-ed in the paper written by Zoe, and it's just continuing to rail against GNB and uh, Ted. And he's worried because, like, his dad does the crossword puzzle, and it was on Saturday, and it's... um, like the big story. Um, and she's making fun of, you know, this big corporate entity and the monstrous comings and goings of GNB. Um, and then they're making fun of themselves because they're like wearing tuxedos. Um, but it turns out they're wearing tuxedos to go to like a fundraising event at the Natural History Museum for GNB. Yeah. Um, they're all in the cab ride dressed to the nines in their black tie mm-hmm. attire. And they're like kind of reminiscing, like, can you imagine what our college selves would, would say if they could see us right now? Um, they go, oh, because they're like, they're all like different people than they thought they would be. We'll get more about Marshall. Um, but we're at the event um, and we meet George Van Smoot. Played by Kyle McLaughlin. You're yep. right. I'm a big fan of him. And, uh, yeah, the Van Smoot is... Van Smoot House is yeah. where they got... Ma- the Where uh, Marshall and Lily got married. wedding yeah. venue. Um, so he goes by the captain, which is very similar to the maestro, right? So I'm from Seinfeld. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and that's... Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, what is the name of the guy who played the yeah. maestro? It's Mark... He was in Animal House. He was the master on Buffy. Why, yes. why am I drawing a name? Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name. It's like Mark something with an M, I think. Mark. Okay. We'll Mathis. Get, we'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, so Marshall and Lily are talking um, at the event. And um, Marshall was telling Lily that he he wants to accept a five-year offer. And 
Willie's upset by it. Yeah. Because he used to have principles and want to work for as an environmental lawyer. Yep. But I feel like this is a recycled storyline because, like, this has already happened. Like, he agreed to work for GNB because he wants to help Lily with her debt and start a family with her and get buy their house together. Yeah. So I feel like this already happened. But I think it's different in that he initially took the GNB job because financially he felt like he had to. And now he's in a place where he wants to stay at GMB. I think that's the, that's the difference is Lily has been laboring under the assumption that this was like a temporary fix. Right. But now there's even more at stake because they're trying to have a baby and a yeah. family. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of recycled. Uh, Mark Metcalf, by the way. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Robin and Barney are like challenging each other because uh, is it Van Smoot who told them to not touch anything at the museum? Uh, that's right. Yeah, I think and so. so Barney or, accept, yeah. takes it as a challenge to yeah. accept, <laughs> and he, um, they start by like just like poking things, and then they go to like stroking them yeah. lovingly, and then full on like wearing pelts <laughs> and full like um, regalia. Yeah, um, which is really funny. Um, uh, Ted is talking about how the room at the museum has like a, what is it, like a quality of... Um, I know what you're saying. What is it It's called? like an acoustic quality. Acoustic quality where you could say, you could whisper something and from the other side of the the room you could hear it. Yeah. So like a geodesic dome has the, features. This of, is true of a lot of domes, yes. in, interior domes. Yes. There was weirdly, um, in St. Louis, I don't know if it's still there, but the lobby of the Hard Rock Cafe in downtown St. Louis had a dome and you could like actually like have a conversation, like a low voice across yeah. the lobby. Yeah. There's a place in London, like it, it was called yeah. like the Whispering. Yeah, it's. I think there's a lot of domes that yeah. have this Yeah, quality. like a cathedral mm-hmm. that you can whisper. Yeah. Um, but of course, Ted is having childish fun, like saying poo-poo, yeah. and then he says poo-poo platter, and... <laughs> He catches Zoe, like, who hears. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, why is Zoe here? Um, I kind of, I couldn't write as fast, but okay. when Ted is introduced to Van Smoot, he says his name is Detective Superstar McAwesome something. Uh, Galactic Superstar President McAwesomeville, or maybe Galactic yes. President Superstar McAwesomeville, yes. something like that. And, of course, he calls him the captain, and so yeah. the captain is... Um, Using his full name, loves yeah. him. They they get along great. Um, Lily and Marshall, meanwhile, are kind of getting into it. And Lily's like, "What about saving the world? Like, when did you decide?" I thought, you know, two and a half years ago, we had this discussion, and apparently, Marshall decided on it two and a half years ago. And every conversation they've had. He hasn't been lying. He's just been alluding to, yeah, you know, by making up ridiculous. He has, he has not actually yep. agreed with her. Yep, because Scrooldoos. Like, yeah. he just makes up words. So he's not actually lying because they have this thing in their relationship yeah. that they can't lie to each other. They can't keep secrets from each other. What's funny is knowing this, I caught, and I'm sure a lot of listeners, if they were watching it too, at the beginning of the episode, he actually does that. He says, absolutely. Um, but I, I thought there was going to be some sort of callback to it, like, or actually like show what happened. But, um, 
uh, yeah, it was just in there for the, those of us paying attention. Yeah. Um, so Zoe pulls Ted aside into the bug room and she starts crying and he listens to her and she's telling him that she hates this life that she has with Van Smoot and she hates boats and she hates pretending to be someone she's not. She doesn't know how she got into this as a 22-year-old. She didn't want to be married when she... Like, she's 22? No, she she got married at 22. Oh, okay. She so she's... Saying. Okay. Um, and um, Ted is saying, like, no, I get it. Like, I have to pretend to be someone I'm not to and I lost my principles and, you know, GNC or... GNC. GNB <laughs> are a bunch of... Um, he calls them... Wieners and gonads. <laughs> yeah. It's a callback because that's one of yeah. the things he was whispering. Wieners, gonads. Yeah. Um, there are a bunch of wieners and gonads. Um, it turns out she was like prank. Like she was she was bugging him in the bug room and recorded yep. him. And then she's going to make a story and it's going to go in the paper. Um, Barney. Oh, at the beginning of the episode, when they went to the Natural History Museum, Barney said that he knocked down the giant whale. No one believes him. Yeah. Um, Which we, we've seen. We, you and I went to the yes, yeah. Natural History Museum. And, uh, and it's funny, we Is were that there. The, that's the squid and the whale? Um, I never saw the squid and the whale, so I don't oh, okay. know. Um, when we were there, they were actually part of the museum was closed off because they were pre- preparing for some sort of event like this that night. Yeah. But that was, this was in 2009 when you and I went to the Natural History Museum in New York City. Okay. Um, yeah, long time ago. Yeah. Um, let's see. Wait, hold on. Can you vamp for a second? Yeah, um, I do actually do have things. Speaking of Natural History Museums, um, you may have noticed in this episode that uh, the, the main room where all of the stuff took place was not a soundstage. They shot at the Los Angeles or what it's the natural history museum of Los Angeles County, um, <clears throat> which doesn't actually have one of those domes, but it does have that real, uh, dinosaur skeleton you see there is, yes. is actually really there. Yes. And you could tell they wanted to show off that they shot there because they included multiple like crane shots to show you like, like they were really saying like, look, this isn't a set. This is a, like a location. But yeah, I recognized the, the dinosaur skeleton from the Los Angeles Natural History Museum, and I also like Google the picture just to make sure the floor pattern was right, and it's the exact same pattern. Yeah. So they shot it at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County. Yeah, I love that museum. Yeah. Um, so uh, Robin and Barney finally get in trouble by the security guard, played yeah. by Dan. Bac- Dan Bacadal. Yeah. Bacadal. Very funny guy. Yeah. yeah, I know him from Veep mostly, but he's in Veep. a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's also in. Did you see? Um, Sort of trust. I know you'd really like it if you saw it. Uh, no, I didn't. With Mark Maron, directed by Lynn Shelton. No, I wanted to. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Dan Bacadal's in it as a, uh, well, uh, he's like a KKK guy, but it's funny, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Ted and the captain are um, talking, and he's an understanding guy he agreed to erase the tape and he's kind of like talking shit about zoe like yep. she's too principled and she's doing she's throwing her little tantrums yeah. and ted's like sticking up for her like no she has principles and she's sticking up for what she believes in yeah. in, a, in a nice way it's not like confrontational it's you know yeah he's and, like i respect her yeah yeah i respect that she's doing that 
Um, the captain is talking about his boat, saying that she's breathtaking, which also reminded me of yeah, Seinfeld right. yeah. about the ugly baby. Yeah. Um, so Zoe hears the conversation because of the the dome. The dome. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, the security guard is like going back into the archives because he brought up like people have been um, mis mistreating the museum for years. Yeah. Like we even had a six year old knock down the the giant whale and so he's really excited like finally I could prove it to Robin he's like yeah um Barney Stinson was the child and his father he was released to his father Jerome Whitaker and then Barney's like that's my uncle and he's like no that's your father and he left after this yeah um situation um meanwhile uh, Lily is imagining Marshall in like an exhibit which is like their dorm room yeah. And like they're like his old like principled self wanting to be a lawyer, environmental lawyer. Yeah. Um, then um, the very dapper like new Marshall comes in and they they talk about it and she's understanding. Um, they try to make a joke about Jane's addiction coming back. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I had to look it up. Um, they did because I also forget. Sometimes I forget that. The characters in How I Met Your Mother are older than I am. So they were in college in the 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas I was in college in the early 2000s, as were you, which is when Jane's, Jane's Addiction reunited and put out um, a not very good album uh, called Strays. And I think they put out one since then. But um, interestingly enough, um, Porn for Pyros just put out their first new music yeah. in like 30 years. Yeah. But also, like, they're putting out a new album, but they've also said this will be our final album. They're doing one final album and one final tour and no more porn for pyros. But you know, Jay-Z's put out five or six albums since he retired. So you can't listen to these musicians when they say they're retiring. Yeah. Um, so Barney and Robin are like getting real. Um, when he discovers like, yeah, my father left after the giant whale incident and he tells Robin to not tell anyone. And, uh, Zoe decides to erase the tape, and Zoe and Ted are dancing and kind of have a moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the end of the episode. But then we get like a little tag at the end where Marshall's in the office at 3 a.m. And Arthur's like, well, you might as well stay here. And he's like, yeah, I guess I will. Um, and then Ted introduces the idea of like, corporate marshal being extinct it's like yeah, they a kind of pull exhibit out yeah, he pulled, exhibit. yeah yeah he's in so that's a story for another time yeah so we're gonna find out more about someday yeah uh all right what else did i miss nothing that's it um okay should we go on to funniest yeah what, what, are, what are your funniest moments um just like the use of the uh, ahoy the captain <laughs> is what barney says to the captain yeah or was it ted i I don't remember who says it. Okay. Probably Ted, because Ted's like making fun of him. Okay. Um, uh, I We already talked about it, but Ted whispering uh, childish things. But specifically, it's like in the middle of Lily and Marshall fighting yeah. is when he's like, wieners and gonads. Yeah. But also the first one was diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole part of... Barney and Lily just like disrespecting the Robin, yeah. Robin and Barney just like 
running amok around the museum, like using the lion's tooth as a bottle opener yeah. and like drinking beer. Don't take my next one. Okay. Uh, you know, I love a dad joke. Yeah. I love a, a pun. Um, Robin is fully like walking around with a stuffed penguin under her arm. And she, uh, a, a, a cater waiter with a plate of pastor d'oeuvres comes around and she grabs one, but she says, oh, none for my friend. He's stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's covered in like pelts from like the paleolithic and era she just walks through the room in a pelt in the spirit i was actually gonna save that for uh make it fashion oh but, yeah, yeah 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 um ted's just having a time with these richies like he's making fun of the monocle guy yeah and he says does it cost half as much as glasses um do you have more no um also when we get a flashback of like dorm life they're making fun of like russell the RA, right? Because yeah, he's like so, like. He, but he's wearing a suit. He's yeah. like establishment, and they're making fun of him. And it turns out that he's actually like, uh, who's Ted's giving him a ride to his mom's funeral. <laughs> yeah, that's a dark joke. After they're all yeah. making fun of him, yeah, yeah, very dark. Um, Van Smoot saying, "Stepping off." <laughs> <laughs> he's just having a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't put it in her make it fashion, but I do like um, Vince. I do like the captain's outfit? nautical outfit. Yes, yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah, let's go to fashion. So okay. Marshall looks amazing in a tuxedo. And I think that this is intentional. I think to make the, the, the payoff happen when Lily's talking to college Marshall in the uh, exhibit and then real Marshall walks up, yeah. he needs to look older, more mature and more distinguished. So I think, I think the, the, the costume department went above and beyond. Yeah. His hair was perfect. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the, the, the tux was clearly tailored. Like I, I, I also had it on here. I think they were trying to make him not, not only like wear a tux, but pull it off and look comfortable. Oh in yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, he knows how to wear a suit. Yeah. A tux. Uh, well, yeah, I had that in Robin's pelt and spear. I so. mean, everyone looked great. The The girls, they had appropriate dresses for the occasion. Zoe's was nice, the strapless Zoe's was thing. Zoe's nice, yeah. but even Robin looked pretty. Lily looked pretty. Um, yeah, Zoe's wearing black, a black strapless dress. Mm -hmm. Pretty simple. I'm not normally, like, one to pay that much attention to jewelry, but I guess, like, when there's nothing above... The neckline, it really called attention to the fact that she was wearing, like, what looked like a very, very expensive diamond necklace yeah. that looked cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at who her husband is. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we go under the umbrella? Yeah. Um, there's, we get, um, uh, we get a challenge accepted. We get a legend, wait for it, dairy, but not from, from Barney. The security guard. Cur yeah, Curtis. I don't know. I don't think they call him Curtis in the show, but in the credits, he's called Curtis. Uh, okay. Yeah. He, he accidentally does it. He was like, when he's telling the, the story kid, is so legend. Hold on, because he gets a phone call. <laughs> yeah. So hold on a second. Dairy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get challenge accepted and legendary. Um, we also get uh, Scooter briefly returns to. We get Scooter. Uh, we get. Yeah. Aren't I supposed to lead this part? No. Oh, okay. You lead under the umbrella oh, okay. on Friends, and I lead it on this. Okay. It's like we're in season so six. <laughs> um, yeah, Scooter. Uh, also, <laughs> when um, 
Zoe, Jennifer Morrison, uh, records Ted. When Ted finds out he's been recorded, he imagines the headline yes. the next day, and it includes Barney's picture of Ted dressed as a wizard. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> From a that. couple episodes ago. Oh, I'm too busy, like, scribbling things. Yeah. Um, also, the um, the sandwich is a stand-in for weed. Right. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't write that down. The, yeah, College college Marshall, the exhibit, even says, like, do you want to take a hit off this sandwich? Yeah. Um, also, Ted, boring people with architectural fun facts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Um, yeah. Oh, that's it. yeah, you already said challenge accepted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, should we play favorites? No, we have to do similarities first, and I'm kind of having a tough oh, time. I have, I have quite a few. Oh, good, good, good. Um, so, I mean, this is pretty obvious, but, like, museum exhibits. Ross and Rachel famously yeah. Yeah. Um, had sex in one of those, like, Paleolithic yeah. um, scenes. And that's, like, the whole basis of the episode. Yeah. Um, also, mounted insects. So, in the insect room, also, this is used in Phoebe's apartment and in Ross's apartment. They have okay. mounted insects okay. as decor. Okay. Um, comic actors being guest stars. Um, wait, I'm already drawing a blank on um, on Friends. You had Missy Pyle. Um, Missy Pyle. Joanna yeah. Gleason. Yeah, and then you had Dan Beckendahl and Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Drama with colleagues. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, also, like. Dorm style, <laughs> so uh, flashback to dorms and then Hillary's blacklight. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. About that. I thought you were saying that like Joey lives like a, he's in the dorm. And this but, is yeah. this is like a last minute one that I came up with is like declaration of the year. So when Ross says, "Why do you have black lights?" It's 1999, and then Ted introduces the episode 2010. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I was trying to think of something with like. Rich old guys with Ralph Lauren and the captain. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't really think of what that's, the... I mean, yeah. yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. But Ralph Lauren's real and Captain Van Smoot is not. Uh, okay, now we play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. How, How I, I Met, Met Your, your mother. mother. Yeah. Even if this was a good Friends episode, this was a great How I Met Your Mother episode. Yeah, it was, it was funny, but also... Um, I like the Ted Zoe story. It's like a classic rom-com. Like, they hate each other. Oh, but maybe there's something there. She like, overhears him. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that scene was really well done, really well set up. Because they... I, I love that, that they introduced the acoustics of the dome just as a running gag. And it's the silliest thing in the entire episode. But I and knew, then it ends up being the crux of... But yeah. I knew, it, like, when it was introduced, I'm like, oh, this is going to be... some. Someone's yeah. going to overhear something. Yeah. A secret. Like, I thought it was going to have something to do with Marshall and Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I... You know, I love when Barney is vulnerable and real. And he really was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I love, like, shenanigans. Yeah. I love when, like, they're in just, like, a dumb... Shenanigans. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're reminding me of Super Troopers. If I hear the word shenanigans one more time. <laughs> yeah, I kept saying it. <laughs> um, man, I wanted like, 
Do you think there are people who ha- uh, are really into succession and have no idea about super troopers and have never seen Brian Cox be that oh, silly? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so uh, let's catch up on our correspondence when we have one, just Alex following up. Uh, on what we said we were talking last week about Josh Radner's Instagram post about Matthew Perry and something about them like bonding over being called something other than their names and Alex says I presume Josh Radner's Instagram was referring to being called or being best known as Ted Bosby and Matthew Perry being called or best known as Chandler Bing Um, which I I guess that makes sense that like because an actor while acting would be perfectly used to being called the name. Right. But I guess people probably say, like, hey, Chandler, said, R.I.P., yes. said, yeah. hey, Chandler, or say, hey, Ted, hey, Ted Mosby. Yeah. You think, yeah, maybe people do say, hey, Ted Mosby, <laughs> when yeah. he's walking down the street. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, we, when we saw him perform, everyone knew what they were there for, you know. He, yeah. He was great as as Josh Ratner. Yeah. Um, I felt like I had something else to add. Oh, yeah, I was going to... This isn't even... This is correspondence between you and me. But there's a um, uh, a pub near here that is introducing a limited-time uh, sandwich for the uh, holiday season called yeah. the Moist Maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a pub that I've never been to, by the way. I've been a long time ago. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's called Ireland Thirty Two. Ireland Thirty Two, right? Mm-hmm. And it's an Irish pub or mm-hmm. Irish type. And their uh, bands play there. Yeah, and I I follow them on Instagram because I well. So have we talked about Pineapple Hill? Yes. On the podcast, we have. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, basically there was a bar we used to go to pre-pando, but they went full MAGA, um, mm-hmm. Fox News during mm-hmm. the pandemic, and so we were kind of like, we're still kind of on the search for another like regular bar mm-hmm. i feel like the closest we've come is the nearest brewery to us we've yeah. gone there and we like need somewhere to go we go to yeah a brewery so that's so i think there were times that i i started just like following a few uh different like valley <laughs> pubs and bars on instagram yeah. to like check it out what could be our our new local yeah um, we like the oaks yeah, but they don't like us there. They don't like us. They don't so, dislike yeah, us. They're I not mean, nice to us. I uh, still, like, hate follow Pineapple Hill, and they continue yeah. to have, like, politically incorrect comedy night. Like, these comics aren't canceled, or, like, yeah. it's just... Yeah. It's just awful. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's sad, because uh, on Pineapple Hill was um, featured at least once on Better Things... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pam Adlon and Diedrich Bader uh, mm-hmm. met there, and then uh, also on an episode of I'm Sorry that I was just watching, right? Which I, I I didn't watch. I'm sorry when it was new. You did, but I just watched it, and you like practically like, walked past the TV and were like, "Oh, it's Pineapple Hill." <laughs> yeah, um, you know what's funny is like I went there so often that I remember like it being closed for filming. Yeah, like they would say like, "Oh, we're closed. We'll yeah. reopen at ten o'clock or whatever." Yeah. So a lot of, um, well, speaking of short-lived sitcoms and Valley bars, the aforementioned Oaks is in like almost every episode of Married. Remember that that show with Nat Faxon and Judy Greer? That yeah, was like yeah. their hangout. That was their hangout. Yeah. And like to this day, on the ceiling above the bar, there's like a big like Married poster. Yeah, and also uh, at, speaking, at the Oaks. speaking of Oaks, um, 
our listener Jackson will appreciate it, but we we saw Amber, one of the uh, mystery diners. <laughs> yeah, one of uh, Charles's uh, helpers. Yeah, uh, this one is of my his employee. Piece, piece of ass yeah. helpers. <laughs> yeah. She works for me. I'm sure he said that at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did see her. Um, she was and we working were as like Oaks. starstruck as we would be if like we saw Oprah. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was big. But it was, it was huge. we were at the Oaks on St. Patrick's Day, which is very rare for us to go to bars on St. Patrick's yeah, Day. But, it's a rookie move. Uh, and I don't think we were planning to. I think people, like friends called us. Right. Yeah. And we're like, we're going to the Oaks. Yeah. And so we went to the Oaks and um, I guess Guinness was like handing out. Like lanyards and a light up, like didn't we have like a light up Guinness yes. kind like thing for a long time? Yes. Uh, and yeah, Amber from Mystery Diners yeah. was working there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing about the Oaks, it's also in the movie Little The Little Things, which was uh, the like um, just a few years ago. Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. Uh, oh. But. Um, uh, and Jared Leto goes to the Oaks multiple times, twice in the movie. Um, and it's funny because the movie takes place in like the early 90s, but they didn't change a thing, which you wouldn't know. I mean, it's like, yeah. as long as you don't see like the flat screen TVs, like you wouldn't know that it's not the early 90s, but I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny to me. Um, uh, yeah, right. we also see DJ Qualls every time we go there. Yeah, we've seen DJ Qualls at the Oaks a lot. Don't want to blow up his spot. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't but... be have, have blown up his spot. We could, should we edit um, this out? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's move on, right, to... Yeah. Oh, my favorite segment to introduce is called How Were We Doing? And this is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days that these episodes aired. So, Friends, Season 6, Episode 8, the one with Ross's teeth, aired on Thursday, November 18th, 1999. Um, so I um, I generally try to avoid, if I can, making, these too, <laughs> making these too much of a bummer. But this was fascinating to me because of the fact that I wasn't aware that it happened. I think that speaks to the fact that, like, okay, so not to make this about me, it's going to be about some people who died very quickly, but um, when I was a kid, like a little kid, you know, mm -hmm. like in elementary school, mm -hmm. maybe into middle school, I was actually, like, my dad would jokingly, like, refer to me as, like, a news hound because I would get up in the morning, I would watch the news while I had my breakfast before I went to school. That's really cute. Um... But then I, I got out of that, and I think post nine eleven in college, I got very much very much back into reading the news, and now I am obsessed. I barely, as you and I talked about yesterday, like I barely read books or comics anymore because yeah. I read the news like yeah. all the time. Um, but uh, in 1999, I was not paying attention to the news, so I didn't know that in College Station, Texas. 12 people were killed and 27 injured at Texas A&M University when a 59-foot bonfire structure, uh, like a plane, it wasn't on fire, but it was the logs um, were being constructed for the an annual football game. It was an annual uh, tradition at, at Texas A&M to build an enormous bonfire and this year, they haven't done it since, I looked it up, because this year it collapsed while they were building it. Um, and yeah, killed 12 people, um, and 27 others were injured. Uh, they, obviously there were lots of lawsuits. It was, um, I guess it, it came out that like, um, according to Texas, like state law, the size of the bonfire meant that they should have had an engineer, 
because they were making something so big um, and they haven't done it since. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. To think that like yeah. you're celebrating this like annual tradition and I, I, I couldn't believe I didn't know that it happened. Yeah. I was 17. I would have been, these kids were probably only a few years older than I was. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know about it either. But they haven't, they don't do that thing anymore. Um, anyway, so top five songs in the U.S. to be a little bit, uh, and rest in peace to those. I know it's been 20, what? Uh, 24 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but rest in peace. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, all right. Top five songs in the U.S. Uh, at number five, Mariah Carey, Heartbreaker. At number th- number four, Mark Anthony, I Need to Know. You know that song? Um, yeah. Uh, at number three, Lou Bega, Bump, Bump. A little bit of Rachel in my life. A little bit of Monica. Anyway, I can't remember any more lyrics. Yeah. Uh, at number two, Brian McKnight, Back at One. I was never a Brian McKnight guy. Uh, and at number one, Santana, Smooth. Um, it always sounds like you're doing, just for the few, like, half second, it sounds like you're doing the Ghostbusters. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, season, season six, episode eight of How I Met Your Mother, which is called Natural History, aired on Monday, November 8th. 2010. Um, it's too bad we did this didn't line up for us to like actually get Thanksgiving episodes the week of Thanksgiving. That would yeah. have been that would have been uh, fantastic. Yeah. But um, ten months after his departure from, from the Tonight Show, Conan O'Brien returns to TB returns to television on TBS. The TBS show, which is just called Conan, that's right, uh, started on this day. I never watched it. Never watched it. I never watched Conan. I mean, I watched Conan O'Brien. Right, but not never on TBS. I never watched them on After TBS. The switch. Hmm. Yeah, I pretty much like stopped watching late night shows, except for very briefly when Pete Holmes had a late night show. I watched every single episode of Pete Holmes' show because I like Pete Holmes. But you watched you watched the Daily Show, like I mean, not uh, like okay. in college. In college, probably a little bit. I watched it in high school, and then. It's probably still a little in college, and then I had um, gotten away from it, and then, uh, this is going to sound like braggy and name droppy, but um, there was a brief time that I was not friends with, but friendly with Wyatt Cenac. Mm-hmm. Uh He was on my old podcast, and I would run him at shows. He invited me to his birthday party, so like I kind of knew Wyatt Cenac, and when he got hired to be a correspondent on the daily show is like wow someone that i know is a correspondent on the daily show so i watched a few episodes then mm-hmm. but i didn't stick with it very long and so i don't think i've seen a daily show since 2008 <laughs> mm, yeah um definitely never seen john oliver yeah. or uh noah colbert? did you watch colbert uh i used to watch the colbert yeah rapport yeah um there's a mm, no, we don't have time. Okay. Uh, there was a... Stephen Colbert has, like, kind of good taste in music, but good, like, a, you know, like a white college kid who thinks he's, like, he likes, like, New Jamoke Hotel and Mountain Goats, which are bands that I like, but it yeah. also, it's, like, very, like, kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, but once he had, Stephen Colbert had the Mountain Goats on, and he was, like, quoting some of the lyrics, some of the, like, darker lyrics of the Mountain Goats, and he joked, like... 
who hurt you? Which she said as yeah. a joke. Yeah. But the thing is, like, John Darnielle made an entire album about the fact that he had an abusive stepfather. Yeah. And I feel like Stephen Colbert probably should be enough of a fan to know that. Yes. And so it's, it's like, I remember cringing in the moment. Like, John Darnielle laughed, but being like, ooh, asking who hurt you to someone who's been very public about the fact that he was yeah. an, uh, a physically abused child. Is, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's not. Let's move on. Um, top five songs in the U.S. At number five, uh, Nelly's Just a Dream. At um, uh, number four, Rihanna's Only Girl in the World. At number three, Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are. And number two, Far East Movement, um, Like a G6. And then debuting at number one, or like making its debut at number one, uh, Kesha's We Are Who We Are, which is a good song. It knocked off Usher. Baby Tonight. Yeah, we finally we like finally learned the like song and it's know the yeah, song. No. We are who we are. Uh, yeah, but we are who we are is kind of like, um, kind of like a precursor to Born This Way, like Kesha doing, mm-hmm. like basically a like, like lady pop star going like, "Wow, I got a lot of gay f- fans. Let's do like a song that's sort of like generally like <laughs> acceptance minded." Yeah. But um, I make fun of the songs, but both "We Are Who We Are" and "Born This Way" are. Pretty great songs. songs. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, that's that segment. Now we move on to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we attempt to predict what's going to happen next week on these shows uh, based only on the episode title. Um, and uh, first, I have to see how we did last week. As you'll remember, I uh, it's not cheating, but I had foreknowledge of this. So to get myself a point, I said, Ross bleaches his teeth as seen on the internet because that's where I saw it. Yes. Um, I've definitely seen that. Like, I don't think I, I didn't know the whole story. I didn't know it was Missy Pyle. I basically just like I knew the visual gag of the white teeth, white teeth and the black light. That's what I knew. Yeah. Specifically the black light. Yeah. I didn't know anything else. But uh, uh, now they said Ted takes a lucky dame on a date to the Natural History Museum, which I'm going to say that doesn't count. Yeah. But. It's kind of close. Yeah. I mean, he has, like, romantic encounter, right, at the Natural History Museum. But it's not a date. Yeah. She's there with her husband. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Um, all right. Can you vamp for a second? Oh, sure. Uh, Mirepoix. Petite carrots of many colors. Eggnog liqueur. Encanto Prosecco. Coins of the world. <laughs> Nuts about rosemary mix. Okay. Um, season six, episode nine of Friends is called, and I'm very puzzled by this wording. It's called the one where Ross got high. Past tense. They always do these in the f- present tense. Mm-hmm. The one where... Ross finds out the one where Phoebe runs, the one blah 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 blah. blah. They like the one where Ross got high. So I think I'm gonna take my clue from that to say that um, Ross does not get high on the show. It is revealed that Ross. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, careful. I know. Sorry, I'm thinking like a. Um, a, a, a television sitcom writer and I'm thinking of a storyline for Ross okay. I'm going to say 
Um, I'm going to say Ross insists that he once tried pot because that's probably how they'll say it. Yeah, I did the pot. <laughs> I could. I, I already tell this episode's going to annoy me. Like, you know, like Friends has our always like when it comes to drugs been like so square. Yeah. Like remember John Lovitz? It was he was hilarious, but like John Lovitz was high and yeah. he was like. I mean, he was very funny, like, dumping out a box of macaroni and stuff like that, but it was, like, still so corny that, like, so reefer madness to be like, oh, this guy's crazy. Yeah. He smoked weed. So I'm going to say, Ross insists that he once tried pot even when it's revealed, not realized, when it's revealed that it was nothing more than oregano. So basically... I'm going to say this is going to go back to like college because we know Ross and Chandler went to college together. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Ross is like, remember that time I got so high yeah. and Chandler's going to be like, I have to break it to you. Yeah. That wasn't weed. It's oregano. Yeah. This is like probably too complex, but imagine if I'm right. Yeah. If I'm right, come on. I don't think that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but how like. No, that's good. That's good sitcom writing. Yeah. In the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um. So season six, episode nine of How I Met Your Mother. I always have to stop myself from saying the one where I met your mother. Yeah. That's this podcast. Yeah. The show is called How I Met Your Mother. Season six, episode nine of How I Met Your Mother is called Glitter. G-L-I-T-T-E-R. Glitter. Glitter. Um, So it's not about the Mariah Carey movie. Is that what that was? Yeah, that was. uh, But Um, that would have been a few years before this. Okay. Um. So, do we know what time of year it is? It's generally the time of year that it was, so it'll be November, probably. Okay. Um, Okay. Um, Glitter. Okay, someone's going to have glitter on their clothes as a telltale sign of a... Romantic dalliance. You, but the rules are you got to oh, give me I a name. Pick a person. You got to give me a name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, or maybe it has something to do with Robin Sparkles. I'm, I'm just waiting here for you to make us make something up. Okay. Is the glitter. On Robin? Is that what you want me to write? Is the glitter on her? Robin has glitter on her? Is that the... Robin has glitter on her. Yes. Um, reestablishing her uh, teen... You're saying she dresses up as Robin Sparkles? Yes. No. <laughs> I just don't think you get to make it... I don't, I'm so bad at this. I hate this. I hate this And yet this you part. win every season. No, because you make it so. No, I don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do not. You win fair and square every season. Right now we're tied. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to scratch that about Robin. Okay. So Ted has glitter on him, and it's indicative of, of a girl that he was with. Ted has... Telltale glitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Ted has telltale glitter 
on him after a roll in the glittery hay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, I guess we're both wrong. So, no <laughs> points. Um, let's uh yeah that's that's it let's let's wrap it up you can um thank you for listening uh you can find this podcast wherever you found it you already did that but you can tell other people uh now that they get to that later um uh but uh you can also find a post for every episode at battleship that's also where you can find my other podcast battleship pretension you can leave comments there you can email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com you can also uh find me on twitter and blue sky at uh davy pretension and, uh, yeah, that's it. Natalie, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't, but, uh, as you know, you should, um, if you like this episode, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, rate, review, subscribe, um, let us know, um, your favorite dish and or tradition. Oh yeah. What else do we have? For Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like we're still open for, how do you like your bagels? Um, have you ever had Thanksgiving dinner in a restaurant? Yeah. We're still open to what store would you like to be trapped in overnight or, yeah. or whatever, trapped yeah. in for two weeks. I can't remember what the time frame was. Yeah. Uh, from, from last week. Yeah. All that's still on the table. Also, you should give us a five star review. And if yeah. you don't think we deserve five stars, tell us why. Yeah. Um, every time you open the app of your choice to listen to this, you can, um, give us five stars. Yeah. yeah. Help people find us. Yeah. Until next time, you. Find us at the Yacht Club. <laughs> <laughs>